What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Logics. I'm here. I'm Bobby. And over on the other side, we got Tommy. What's going on, Tom? Hey, buddy. Tommy, are you ready for another Dynasty Logics episode? This week specifically, we're going to be talking about summer speculation. So if <laughs> you start. <laughs> if like you we're, start we're, we're gonna, to see the old SS, it's just like the SS Minnow, it doesn't sound good. Like <laughs> Love it for SS. We're going to go with uh, just summer speculation this whole way through. Uh, we got a couple of, couple of intriguing little tidbits for you, a couple of tirades. And, uh, and Tommy, what do you think? Uh, what do you think we need to dive in on first? Because I have one story, but I know we have a uh, we have a little Twitter battle going on right now about a couple of wide receivers that uh, we might want to jump in on as well. So, you know what? It, it's it's funny how the rabbit hole happens and topics change, and then all of a sudden someone talks to me about a wide receiver, and I dig deep. Um, yeah, there is. All right, we'll get we'll get into the three wide receiver debate, which I think all three of these receivers are very similar. The difference is value, right? The difference to me is like is 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 value and a little more consistency because I can get these other guys three or four rounds afterwards, right? And that's Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson, Russell Gage. All three of these players are the number two receiver on their team, kind of technically. You can you can say Lockett's the number one on the outside. You can say almost I would say probably Robbie Anderson's number one over more. That's a different argument. And uh, engage walks in that spot. And all three of them had 100 targets last year. I- am I saying, you know, Russell Gage is going to catch 100 balls? No. Right. And I know we always talk talent and you want talent and you want talent. And I do. I want talent for my first two receivers or three receivers. But if I'm playing four, well, that's where I can take a value guy. Like a guy like Lockett is the better of the bunch. I like Lockett better than the bunch. Absolutely. Like had his career year last year, caught 100, 100 balls. Right. Metcalf helps take a little pressure on him with a double team. So he's great, right? He does have a tendency to have really big games and then a couple of no-shows a little bit. Um, but he's got a better quarterback of the crew. But on the flip side, I can get Robbie Anderson three, four rounds later, right? Dynasty value-wise, way cheaper. Who is going to see probably 100 targets. I'm really not worried about McCaffrey going back. I think DJ Moore loses those targets. Uh, Samuel is gone. Um, yes, they took Marshall, who we love, but I think Moore is the guy who's out, especially with the especially with the Sam Donald connection. All right, if Sam Donald's going to throw to anybody in my mind. It's going to be bailout Robbie Anderson. So, so talk to me about that. You uh, about that that old Jet uh, connection with Robbie Anderson and Sam Donald. What did you see a couple weeks ago? Uh, our earlier this week in your your random research you know it, it's funny because i mean you could what was it like 25 games together um i forget what the numbers were um but i mean they were like great they were a thousand yards something like that blah blah but what i saw is 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 at the end the last couple of months they played together they clicked really well and honestly like 
that has a little bit to do with it. The bigger factor is I'm a new quarterback, right? This is my second chance, might be my last chance. I'm going to throw a little bit more of the guy I threw to for two years. Right? The guy I'm comfortable and kind of know right, is going to see a little more targets, right? When I get to a jam and I break down, I know I have an idea where Anderson's going to be. Right? That's why I'm not worried at all about Anderson seeing another 100 targets. Like, absolutely not. Like, that's going to be Donald's guy. Right? And I don't think, like I said, McCaffrey, that replaces who uh, uh, Samuel, who they used a lot as a Swissami knife, and they took Marshall, right? And I, I think that's very similar. And the cheaper of the bunch is a guy like Russell Gage, right? Russell Russell Gage, when he played last year, when Julio didn't play, I think he was averaging six targets a game, right? He had, he had over 100 targets, like caught 70 balls. So that tells me that he's easily going to see 100 targets with Julio gone full-time, right? Is my saying he's going to get 1,000 yards? Maybe not. I mean, he should by accident, you know, the big difference between the three of them is Lockett's going to get you more touchdowns, you know, and then Anderson, and then Gage is probably the guy who only gets you, you know, three to five. But value-wise, a guy like Gage, if he's my bi-week receiver or extra receiver, he's the guy you go buy right now. And a guy like Anderson, people are 50-50. People don't like Anderson. They're worried about the target share and the way the team's set up and everyone's there. But I agree that is a worry. But the one thing it isn't is his rapport with, with Sam Donald. Like that's going to be his bailout no matter what. He's just going to throw balls, good or bad. I'm not, I mean, half of the balls could get picked off. So, I mean, I'm not really believing in Dan Sonald. I actually hope it's PJ Walker throwing the ball, but I don't wait and see. <laughs> the PJ Walker. Uh, yeah, I know we were going into some speculation, but pick I wasn't up, ready. Pick up, pick for up the PJ, PJ Walker. PJ Walker. Just pick him up and hold him. Seriously, especially if you own Sam Donald. But I mean, I, I have no faith, and I'm rooting for the kid. I hope he plays well. But a guy like that getting a second chance, yeah, I want the backup. I, I want the backup absolutely on that team. It's one of the one of the backups in the league I want. Give me him. So, um, PJ Walker in the XFL actually turned some heads before the XFL dissolved as quickly as it started. So, um. I am very intrigued with, with, with PJ Walker, but you know, just perspective uh, and a little, little bit of context for everybody. Um, Robbie Anderson currently last year was 27. He'll be 28 next year. Tyler Lockett's 28 uh, and Russell Gage is 24. A little earlier on, Tom, you were saying Russell Gage, I think this might've been inadvertent. He would have been cheaper last year, but um I think you said that he would be cheap. I can't imagine Russell Gage right now. He's still, at least to me, worth a fourth-round pick right now, right? Yeah, well, he is. But when I say cheap, uh, he's cheaper than tiers of guys who are in that same range. I mean, obviously, he's cheaper than Roddy is. He's the cheapest of guys who saw 100 targets last year, right? With the exception, so, right? Well, I'll, get, I'll give you a couple of guys the same range, right? Because Devontae Parker at, a, at 100 targets, right? Only had seven, eight hundred yards. Uh, Marquise Brown, right, over hundred targets, seven, eight hundred yards, and AJ Green, right, over hundred targets, under I think it was seven hundred and something yards. Um, but all four of those guys had hundred targets and under a thousand yards. And the guy I think will repeat it is Gage, right? So do I think he's cheaper? Yeah, he's cheaper by name, 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he's cheaper by name because he's not the guy. And I'm telling you, as a di- and I, I put this out there as like he's the guy I want this year. I'm not telling you that Russell Gage is going to be awesome in three years. He's a guy I want, and I want play this year because they're mm-hmm. definitely going to draft wide receiver next year. So, but he's a guy I'm like I can get him right now. And Anderson's very similar to me because of DJ Moore. If they draft Marshall, people a little bit down. He can't repeat it. You know that's that's a value in a similar range where. His teammate, like that Shy Smith over in Carolina as well, right? And DJ Moore, who you'd have to pay more for than Robbie Anderson, more for than Russell Gage, and probably more than Lockett in the Lockett range, we'll call it. Who who had over 100 targets and caught 66 balls? <laughs> if I'm looking for pure target share and a volume number, which I am, you know, for my extra receiver or my you know third, fourth receiver, yeah, that's why I want. You can. You can get a guy who's got volume. Am I saying Russell Gage is great? No. But any guy who's got 100 targets coming his way, I want that guy. <laughs> I want that guy. And these three, looking at value, this is this is another reason why when you're doing drafts this year, like you don't have to take a receiver early. I'd be fine. If I walk away at my draft and I get Lockett, Anderson, and Russell Gage, three of my receivers, I'm fine. I'm happy with that right there. I'm good. Three guys who are going to get 100 targets each, 300 targets. Right? That's well, you know, as, as we keep talking, one of the things that you actually just brought up uh, a moment ago was AJ Green. And I am not ready to move on from this topic. I will be in a second, but I want to go to AJ Green next. Yes. Uh, love my boy, AJ. I love AJ. <laughs> oh, AJ. But I, I do see, um, you know, there were. Just I'm gonna read off some stats for you real quick. Um, Robbie Anderson had three touchdowns. Tyler Lockett ten touchdowns. Russell Gage four touchdowns. Um, that part doesn't matter to me. Uh, catch percentage about seventy percent for for Anderson. Russell Gage sixty six percent and seventy five percent for Tyler Lockett. So in terms of hands, Lockett's got the better set of hands. Uh, and I 100% agree. I, I mean, we're talking like talent and the receiver I want. It's Lockett over Anderson. Like, I want Lockett mm-hmm. over Anderson. 100% agree. But I, I'm i not going to overpay for Lockett. And now I can skip and maybe get something else in that same round and get a similar guy like Robbie Anderson. I mean, Lock, and Lockett's still, yeah, he's going to get the volume. He's going to bet a better catch rate. But Lockett's still going to have dips, right? He, he's similar to Mike Evans, right? Him and Mike Evans are very similar, except Mike Evans always gets 1,000 yards. Um, lock in his variation, but they're very similar where they'll get like one of those 150 yard games, you know, two touchdowns. In the next game, they'll get four catches, you know, 40 yards, you know, four catches, 70 yards, and then 150 yards and a touchdown. That's that's the difference and the value. And I think Robbie Anderson's cheaper. I mean, you talk about AJ Green. Let me ask you about AJ Green. Who's cheap? Who is who? Who's cheaper, Russell Gage or AJ Green? It's got to be Russell Gage. It is, and I love A.J. Green, but I would take Gage over Green because at least I saw Matt Ryan throw to him last year in games without without Julio, so I know that he can play in that role fine. I'm like, I hope A.J. Green does. A.J. Green would be the steal of the draft. One, one more so, time, just off A.J., one more time. Well, this is, this is what I was alluding to a little bit earlier, Tommy, and this has everything to do with uh, Kyle Murray. I know this – this, again, this is why we said it at the top. Some are speculation, right? 
We're currently in the dead season of the NFL. There's mini camps are done, OTAs are done, like people are getting into, um, you know, they're getting ready to take their Fourth of July vacations, relax a little bit, have a couple of cocktails, and then they'll be back on the field um, for preseason and and workouts uh, the end of July going into August. So I am ready to hear as many speculative stories as possible. And Kyla Murray let it off uh, for me in my in my scrolls this week. Because he is hyping up AJ Green all over the place right now. Um, he's convinced that AJ Green still has plenty left to give. Um, you know, I was looking at Larry Fitz's uh, target chairs last year at 37 years old. The guy still produced almost 500 yards, um, enough targets to, to give. If you could catch the ball, Murray's going to throw you the ball. So I think um, A.J. Green in a very short window, he doesn't even need to play much in the preseason. If it works and there's chemistry already, I have to assume because there's just enough, there's enough balls in Arizona to go around, to be passed around. Uh, I think, I think A.J. Green gets, gets some of that target share this year. How's how's that for a replacement, by the way? How lucky is a guy like Kyler Murray, right? Larry Fitzgerald retires, right? And we're going to bring in A.J. Green as his replacement. We're going to bring in another all-pro receiver who catches everything, right? Doesn't do anything flashy, but just catches everything that's thrown on Mr. Reliable. And you're right. I absolutely think he can. I'm like, he's the guy I'm telling you right now. And in, in any regular drafts, redrafts, I'm taking that guy in the last couple of rounds. Right. He's my last guy. I did it last year and kind of got laughed at a little bit. And then he got hurt and whatever didn't work out. But I agree. I'm like, do I think he he can put up, you know, better numbers than Larry Fitz? Yeah, I, I think he can catch, you know, 50 balls, 700 yards, or he could catch more. I mean, I think, you know, Christian Kirk is probably the guy who becomes that big play home run hitter a little bit more. Um, but with that combination, I mean, you got Hopkins and you're going to leave A.J. Green one-on-one. With maybe with maybe the nickel corner, exactly. Right? He plays a possession receiver. I'm like, and Murray runs around. So but Tom, yeah, I, I mean, I could see, I could see, you know, Green getting 100 targets on that team. Like, absolutely, the Tom. Uh, value. I'll give you some, uh, you know, short route, uh, kind of, um, you know, alert route um, possibilities. Larry Fitz actually had 72 targets last year, 54 receptions for 409. Uh, 409 yards. So I was a little off by, you know. Yeah. And his snap share was lower because he was right. getting a little slower. And AJ Green is definitely younger and a little bit quicker and still has something left in the tank. So, yeah, we agree. But that right there, trust. But the catch percentage, catch percentage, 75%. The hands, again, if you catch the ball, he will throw you the ball. And, you know, I think. This is the time of year where you get to speculate, you get to guess, but you also get to look and try to find some of those patterns that maybe you didn't see during the season. Val- uh, value. It's value. Without value, a doubt. Value. Love value. <laughs> Love value. Yeah, and I, I think AJ Green is worth any any bi-week fill-in. If you, you got him stashed on your bench, um, 
throw him in as a flyer. I think I think it's a it, it's a great play for you. Oh yeah, he's definitely my extra receiver. Like if I already have the bye week guy and he's like the extra shot in the dark, yeah, absolutely. You're taking a guy like Andrew Green. Is it gonna work? I mean, would I rather have Russell Gage? Yeah, because it, he's to me he's guaranteed 100 targets. Like. But I could probably get them both in the same range, like just for names. And that's what, honestly, that's what the offseason summer speculation honestly is. When we talk about value, like you can find weird stuff between the numbers. You can also find, you know, people who, you know, hear camp news and, oh, uh, oh, this guy's value went up or, oh, this guy's not playing well or this guy's going to take snaps away from this guy or, you know, this guy's getting the bulk of the shares or Keelan Cole is going to be number one receiver on the Jets. Um, whatever it is, you can take that and use that at your advantage. Like if, if a guy gets great news, that's when you flip and sell a guy. Like, you know, when a guy like A.J. Green, the news comes out, like maybe you kick the tires and be like, hey, guys, like you want A.J. Green? Yeah, I'll take a fifth. Okay, you stick him on the end of your bench. Like, okay, that's fine. Like, Guy's probably looking to get out of him because he's old and you're a championship team. Yeah, in Dynasty, he's the guy mm-hmm. I'm looking to buy. Same thing with Cage. Like, I would tell you they, you know, probably cost you know the similar amount. Right, I'd rather have Gage, but I'd take a shot in a guy like that. And that's the comparison with those three guys is is mm-hmm. the price is the price point difference, right? And that's what I look for, and you should look for when you're talking about your number, you know, your number your number two receiver. I like it better with those guys. My number three receiver, but you know that's that's where I could look for targets. Like I don't need to have this, the, you know, the, the best receiver or the bigger receiver who, who I like. I, I, obviously I'd rather have like a Michael Thomas or an Adams or a Diggs, Right. But I want one of those guys. My one, these guys is my you know, number three, number four. And, and I love luck. I think it's Lockett better. Will I take Lockett in any draft? No, because I know I can get Robbie Anderson like three rounds later on. You can have Robbie Anderson. I'll tell you that right now. I, I, I became so a truther. I became a truther today, and I, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Actually, it just well. Here's the off season. Here's the truth, Tommy. <laughs> the truth is, Robbie Anderson will never land on my roster. Period. That's just where I'm at. You know, you come. You know, some people. Some people take dynasty personally. I am one of them. For whatever reason, my uh, Robbie Anderson just didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for me then, and I'm. You know, doesn't matter his body work at this point. It still hasn't proven enough to me other than kind of that what you were just alluding to back end by week filling. So guess what I did? I went ahead, picked up Russell Gage. So I'm not really concerned about it. So you can keep Robbie Anderson. Meanwhile, you meanwhile, you know who I'm gonna be hunting for right now? Because we love speculation, right? This is the time of year to do it. We've talked about that uh talking about listening to stories and stuff like that. Well, here's a story that came out back uh, back in the beginning of June. Here's a uh, story Bobby likes to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chargers, uh, Chargers first announced it. Uh, Haley Elwood uh, put it out there. She's the team reporter over there. Uh, you know, Joe Lombardi just came over from uh, from the Saints. Okay, and Lombardi. I mean, it's in the namesake, so you have to take that for what it's worth. But what he was doing as the quarterback coach, New Orleans, was uh, figuring out different ways to to help Breeze to um, to actually assist with the offensive uh, strategy, and that offensive strategy um, was really figuring out ways just to get. 
Thomas the ball as much as he could. And that was at, as the ex receiver. So it was his words, Lombardi's themselves, just simply saying, Mike Williams is going to be that ex receiver. And I'm not telling you that he's going to produce Michael Thomas numbers, but he's going to produce Mike Williams numbers. And hopefully they're going to be a little bit better than last year. Got 85 targets last year, 48 receptions for 756 yards. Yards per reception, though, were 15.75 with five touchdowns. If you start to figure out a way to properly use him in this Herbert's second year, you know, there's there's the conversation about Herbert going into a sophomore slump. Whatever the case is, you got the right people in play. I think there's enough to kick the tires on and maybe go buy yourself some Mike Williams. That's who I'm going to buy. 26 years old. It's his fifth year. Uh, he produced the numbers that he could produce, uh, and I don't think he—I don't think he's done yet. Um, but if he doesn't—if he doesn't show up this year, it's his last year, which is why I think now more than ever um, he's got to produce. So if if I want if I want a little M40 for uh, for my firecracker, I think Mike Williams is going to be the one. So happy Fourth of July! Light that off. Bang bang! Now I now now I have to actually just change my statement because I, not only am I taking AJ Green in the last round, I might have to trade for two picks in the last round. Take Mike Williams. Right? Would you rather have AJ Green or Mike Williams this year? Oh, that's a great question. Right. That right. is I, a great question. I won't ask you Russell Gage because that's a layup. You take Gage over both. That's it. Just a little volume in the target. Actually, share. you know what? I'm I although true. I'm very intrigued with what Mike Williams is going to do. I really yes. am. I, I I agree. I mean, if he gets over 100 targets, anyone who gets over 100 targets is always intrigued. I mean, if you get over 100 targets, it's always intriguing. But Mike Williams hasn't, and it's not for the lack of, hey, we don't throw this guy. It's the fact that, hey, we throw to him, and he does the old uh, Ben Watson. It drops a lot of easy balls, but he makes highlight catches. Like, he'll jump up and catch a ball between three people. No one's around him on a curl route, and he drops it, and you're like, uh, you're killing me. You're killing so, me with that. And you're yeah. right, but this is the year for him. And the he potential. goes up for the 50-50 balls, right? Right. He makes and, those, and he makes those catches. He, he right. Only 50% of the time, because apparently his catch percentage last year was 56 and a half. Oh, so. no, well, well, that, that won't get you a lot of volume right there. That will not get you 100 targets. So, yeah, I mean, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, a guy like him, I mean, He's a guy where your potential will be seen in the first month, six games. You'll see that in the first six games, right? Because if he's dropping balls, that volume's going right down the goddamn hill. Right? But if he can catch, you're right. If you can get in that Thomas role and they're going to run that with a, you know, eye on the outside and they're going to give him the X, yeah. But if you're a quarterback and the guy drops the ball over and over again, you're like, eh, I'll f- I've got to force it to Allen triple coverage. Then <laughs> throw the guy who's going to drop the ball on me. But um, yeah, no, that's that's another that's another guy, and you know he's on a 50-50 camp. Like he, you know, either people are in Bobby's camp, like Mike Williams, talented, like this is the year. Now they got they're going to move him into position. This is the year, or you're in my camp where you're always like, eh, man, eh, big guy, talented, can run. Jump catches sometimes. Uh, yep, I 100% agree. This is make a break for him. And again, but he's another guy where it, it, if I'm if I'm Bobby, 
Um, yeah, I'm taking them. I'm, I'm going to try to buy them cheap. Absolutely. It, it, I, from my point of view, if I if I can get him in a deal thrown in, yeah, I'm, I'm taking that shot. Right, that's perfect. Right, a number two receiver, and that's all. It, that's funny because that's what all these guys are. Right, they're all number two receivers. Right, that potentially can see a hundred targets. Right, and that's what that's what you're looking for once you get out of the top tier talent of wide receivers, where you can find a little bit of value, and you can and you can bypass a guy like a guy like DJ Moore who has a good year, bad year, good year, bad year, and I like Moore, but I'm like I don't have to take that risk of being erratic when I can wait a little bit more and get, I can double down on the volume target share. Right. And that's, that's where, especially a wide receiver, you can find a lot of that throughout the league guys, you know, don't like, and, and, and don't love. And there's number one receivers who don't have that same target share. I mean, I'd rather Russell Gage than probably Devontae Parker. I'm right? going to give you one more cohort of, uh, of players. Cohort. They <laughs> <laughs> said cohog. That's a New say, England reference say, for most. Uh, well, but, or, or, or family guy, whatever you want more. <laughs> so um last year there were 35 wide receivers that that had a hundred targets or more. Okay. That here comes the next tier. You had Darius Slayton. T.Y. Hilton, D.J. Shark, Darnell Mooney, Court, Curtis Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk, and Sterling Shepard. So um, these were all guys that had 90 targets or more. I would rather take Russell Gage over all of them except Brandon Ayuk because he didn't really come on, and then Debo went down, and then they once they realized the talent, even when Debo came back, like, and that's another thing that I test can see, um, because when Debo went out and Ayuk went off, people were like, well, it's just volume. When Debo comes back, it won't be that way. Maybe it was, but it wasn't because the team realized, damn, we got to get this guy the ball too, right? It's like that Logan Thomas thing. Guy couldn't get a chance, couldn't get a chance. Finally, someone started him. They go, oh, shit, that's the most got a ball I can play. I'm like, yep. I'm like, but the rest of those guys, they're, they're going to go before, right? I mean, Mooney, Mooney's going before Russell Gage. And, and there's, there's a lot of head scratches out there. I'm more giving you context than I am anything else at this point. Um, I was more surprised that DJ Shark, Corey Davis, T.Y. Hilton, and Darius Slayton all had just about the same amount of targets as Brandon Ayuk, Curtis Samuel, and Darnell Mooney, which Darnell Mooney had 98 targets last year. 61 recep- receptions, though. So, um, yeah, you, know, you got to come down I, with the ball a little bit. I, 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 I can, I can see that. You know, they're they're a team that you know runs that second wide receiver is kind of like that gadget slot guy on the Bears. So, um, and a guy like, and that's why those guys you mentioned, right? Those guys are all very similar. When a guy like Curtis Samuel, kind of a gadget guy, runs around. A guy like Mooney, kind of like runs around, right? Those guys are very similar, right? Brandon Ayuk is a bigger version of it, and I don't think you need to use them like that. But those are all athletic guys with, with high volume target share. And that and that's very similar. And and a couple of those guys would have a three version on that team. I mean, Brandon Ayuk, when Debo and Kittles came back, I mean, he's technically kind of number three, and he was still putting up numbers, right? Samuel was you know behind DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, still putting up numbers, right? So yeah, you can go deeper on high volume offenses 
and find those deeper target shares, right? And that's the key, you know, that's the key number that I look for. I look for the targets on that team and the target share. Um, and the reason why I like Gage obviously more than most people is because Ryan threw them last year, right? He, he didn't change teams. He didn't have a new quarterback. So I can trust that a little bit more. Um, and you can find that. And the same thing, you can extrapolate and find guys that aren't worth the risk, right? And I'm going to go back to him because he's a glaring one. And it's DJ Moore, right? A guy who caught, I think it was 118 targets, caught 66 balls. Yeah, he had over 1,000 yards. But I, I throw you a, over 100 balls and you can't catch 70 passes. I, I, that's a value I don't need to take in the first, you know, four rounds where he's going. I don't need to pay for that, right? That, so those are the guys that I'll just take off my board, right? When I see that weird anomaly, like, oh, this guy had 100-something, you know, targets, but only had 60 catches. Like, okay, you can say quarterback play all you want, right? And I'll give that because Judy, I think, was in that same boat, right? But rookie receiver, quarterback's off the couch on that team. So, yeah, I can let that one on. DJ Moore, fourth year in the league. Yeah, and I, I, again, that's what you can extrapolate from looking at targets compared to receptions and then you can find you can find you can find value you can find that so, you know, little bit of value you can take a shot those are the guys i'm taking a risk on the back end of our wide receiver core in this extrapolation game right now in this speculative game that we're playing right now uh there's a couple of things that i've been speculating on it's, and it's, one it's big word bobby tonight first <laughs> one um you know make sure you're following us at dynasty uh, logics uh, on our on our Twitter page, uh, and the reason why I, I tell you that is because we just ran a poll not too long ago. We love polls on the on on our page, but one poll that we ran was a boomer bust on Henry Ruggs. All right, bust. and <laughs> it was bust. <clears throat> but there's another player on that team that I am significantly more intrigued by. And that's Brian Evans. So. Uh, I'm listening. So, Nelson Aguilar last year had 82 targets, 48 receptions. Edwards was injured. Aguilar's no longer in there. Ruggs is still going to be getting the ball or theoretically getting the ball per share. So, I think Edwards is inevitably going to take another step up. Uh, I like him more from a... Uh, presence he's got that that freak ability that that those intangibles that will get you once you started throwing on the ball in december i can't stress enough december december is my favorite month for rookies because all of a sudden you start to show up you start to figure out your playbook just that much more and especially when you didn't have a fucking preseason beforehand you didn't have mini camps beforehand you barely got the the book Last year was an absolute atrocity in every way, shape, and form because all they want to do is try to put out the product onto the field. We love our football, but the NFL does what the NFL does. They couldn't control, they couldn't get in a bubble, whatever it was. I'm not going to go on this tirade because I genuinely don't give a shit. They're going to continue to figure out ways to fuck up. Uh, <laughs> but Edwards, on the other hand, and other rookies who just need a little more time to develop, I think these are the years where we start to see a full body of work and maybe they break out. Brian Edwards, now that Aguilar's out of there, 
not to say that he more more than anything he was simply in the way i think he was going to push him out of the way in general but uh but now he doesn't have to push him out of the way because he's no longer there so <laughs> some right. speculation uh, edwards right. crabby uh, guy Edwards, right? I, I love it. I, lo I love it. I will not have any shares of Edwards. I actually think he's the most overpriced right, project potential that you can possibly get. So in my mind, Bobby's speech right there was for people who own them and felt bad, you should hold on. And that's where I agree. If I own Edwards, I'm holding them and I'm fine with that. Right? I see the progression. In no way am I buying Edwards. He is so overpriced for his potential. And if I'm honestly, if I'm buying anyone on that team, I'm buying Hunter Renfro, a guy who just catches 60 balls and just catches everything. Right? Beautiful player. Right. right? Um, who just catches everything, right? Safety blanket, right? And you're right. He was a rookie. Edwards was a rookie last year. And so was Ruggs. They ran around like maniacs. And instead, they threw to a guy who leads the league and drops last three years. So uh, again, and it was Renfro. And then when, when Renfro was out, they had no other volume. And then you bring in John Brown. I would buy John Brown too. I love John Brown on that team. And then you bring in Willie Sneed. Oh, okay. All right. Another guy who just catches everything, right? They, what? Brown, Sneed, Renfro, right? All they do is catch balls, right? Are they great? Nope. But they all they do is catch, right? Their whole career, they've caught balls. Absolutely. That right there is the buy want in that team. And I've actually said, I mean, I, I would tell you, I would bet more that John Brown and Hunter Renfro lead that receiving core more than Ruggs and Edwards. Edwards does have the best chance of him and Ruggs. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. But a buy wise, no way people. And it's funny because people are in that camp. They love Edwards or they're like, eh. and Bobby's the love and I'm in the, eh. but if I own them, yeah, I'm a holding. I'm fine with that. But buying them, there's nothing to go on for the buy. Like that's a guy. Those are guys I don't really buy because I haven't seen enough glimpses. Um, and I don't like second year wide receivers. Honestly, are usually not a big buy for me, anyways, because either they had a great year and now they're so overpriced, right? Like Jefferson, who was great, like even Lamb, like those guys are high, um, or they flashed and they're still overpriced. Edwards. I love Chenault, but you know he's too high because he flashed. Ayuk, too you know, too high. There's not really a huge value, honestly. A lot of times in second year wide receivers, it, it's hard to get a value because either they had a great rookie year, or they were like, eh. Well, and that's went, where eh. that's where I like to go to Filene to go bargain bargain basement shopping in, in the basement. So. You know, I, I want to go get my Gucci suit for for fucking 40 bucks. So I'm, I'm going to go right into uh, into second year wide receivers who yeah, had it's, that. It's going to say it's going to say Gucci. It's going to be an A at the end of it. All right, we'll, we won't notice that. <laughs> you, you, won't, you won't notice that. Where'd you get that? Well, no, I got no. I got it on the street in New York. Yeah. It's, it's cool, no. though. It's all right. No. On, on, on the flip side, you're right. I mean, some secondary wide receivers, you can buy at a value. A guy like Edwards is just so named hype, and he's just so, like, but would I wear them over rugs? Honestly, they're probably going for the same price, because half the rugs owners I know are trying to dump that guy. is probably the same price for either of them at this point. <laughs> Rager's a guy who'd be interesting to buy. Yeah. But, again, somebody probably paid a high pick for him. That's the problem with second-year second rookies is – Especially if someone paid a first, second round pick for him, 
I mean, unless they're really angry at the guy, they're not going to take a loss on that dude. If they are, then absolutely jump on that guy. <laughs> absolutely jump on him. So, you know, that's that's what it's all about. And this is this is just the time of year where we simply review whatever it is that we can find, scrape, read, and can scrape, read, and repeat is really, really what what I do anyway. And uh, and. It's that time of year where I'm actually going to be going on vacation for a couple of weeks. Uh, the LOM Productions uh, cohort of uh, shows, Dynasty Logics and At Strutting from Gorilla, have been going on for a year now, and I am uh, I'm ready to take a couple of weeks off. Well, well needed vacation. I, I I I would tend to agree, but. You folks might hear something released by me in some tirade if I go down some rabbit hole that I feel I need to talk about. That might happen, but I am also going on vacation. So, well, I, you know, that's random and variation, but, you know, who who knows? Um, and speaking of random, I got a random name for you, right? I got a random name because it's always my thing and probably called you a tight end whisperer. I got a tight end for you to keep an eye on and track, right? You, you know, like you're going to you like this guy. It's Kyle Granson. Another guy, right? You can read some news reports at camp. Kyle Granson, right? Looks real good. Am I going to hype up? Kyle Granson's great. No, he's got blocking issues. But here's, if you read some of the air quotes camp news, right? You know, they lost one of the guards at tackles, right? So Doyle's going to block more. Cox is going to block more. Granson doesn't block. Well, Carson Wentz loved the tight end. A guy named Zach Arts didn't really block great. Uh, rookie tight ends don't hit too often, but in a team like that, you know, T.Y. on the outside, Campbell, Bajir Reddick, Granson's a guy I'm keeping an eye on. Unfortunately, I didn't get in rookie drafts. I do have another one, so there is a chance. But he's definitely a guy that I would go try to get in Granson because, he, you know, he, he could get snaps right now. Right? He could play in that, that Ertz role. Um, do we like Cox and Doyle? Yeah, but, you know, they're at – they're at best Kyle Rudolph. Like there's nothing like explosive, like uh, out of the chains. The kid Granson is mm-hmm. explosive, right? Big kid, explosive, good hands, solid, right? Just going to learn a couple of things. Um, and he's a guy we like pre-draft. We liked him post-draft. Um, and um, and a couple of camp things came out on him. And I'm a tight end guy. Absolutely. That's And this is how you find tight ends who take a couple of years, doesn't he? He's a tight end that I would tell you on my rookie board, I think you have him fourth or fifth um, um, because I think he has that kind of upside on that team in that spot um, that hasn't really had, you know, a tight end like him, you know, a move tight end, more than the blocking tight end who runs that seam route, um, who does that, you know, that Zach Ertz kind of role. Um, so just a name, guy I liked, pre-draft, post-draft. So I, I, I've been – I was fortunate enough to actually – pick him up in a in a league and uh when i hear the whisperer whispering uh the guy that i already picked up i'm i'm not upset about that uh you know i i've been i've been able to find some players over the years um but there's a make there's a make you happy right there's a make you happy summer speculation note when i slip in one of your guys those notes that i saw and liked absolutely absolutely you should be. Anytime you get to see him, it's just it, it's just a good day. Um, you know, it, it's what you want to see out of your out of your draft. You wanna you wanna see what guys 
uh, are already starting to produce, already starting to have positive notes from coaching staff. Positive, um, positive notes. You want yeah. you want positive notes. You don't want Terry Tamarin, right? You don't want to be arrested for murder. You don't want that. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> that's, that's not good. I mean, so, you, you 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 want Kwan Baker notes that saying they're going to try him out of different positions at wide receiver and smart kid looks around great. And then I flip over and I see, oh, arrested multiple others in murder. Awesome. All right. Good thing I didn't take that guy. Oh wait, he had character problems, so I didn't touch him. Dynasty awesome. Logic's the criminal edition was last week. So if you want to check out our many other criminals that we mentioned last week, that, that feel I don't, free that, to check out that, that one. I, I don't own. <laughs> it's like my, I think it's one of my rules in Dynasty. I just don't own guys like that. Right? If I'm right or wrong, it's fine. I'm just I just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all, Geist I'm all, is still I'm on my team. Yeah, yeah, I know he is. That that's that's fine. Geist is on your team. Watson is still on people team. I will never own Tyreek Hill. It's fine. <laughs> I don't have a problem. I'm not saying these guys aren't good. And they could be all not guilty. And that's fine. And everyone has their own opinion. And Bobby said in the middle, and I've been playing Dynasty a long time. And Dynasty is personal. Like guys screw you or team screws you. You're like, yeah, I'm not doing that shit anymore. Like I'm just done. I'm, I'm just done. Right? You can tell, like, Robbie Anson did something to him years ago. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out on that guy. I'm like, I get it. I'm 100%. Right? It gets personal when you play that long and own guys for years. I totally understand that. Right? But it's fun, too. Right? You got to have the flip side of fun. Right? You got you to gotta see your mistakes and, and draw your lines and have your morals. And that's been my uh, – it used to be no Jets. And then I was like, all right, this is retarded. I can't just – not take anyone from a fucking team. That's stupid. But I cannot take criminals or pieces of shit. That's fine. I don't care how good they are. I can pass. I'm like, that's fine. This is supposed to be fun. Right? I'm like, I want to look at my roster and like the guys. I don't want to look at the roster and go, oh, cool, cool, piece of shit. Dirt ball. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not rooting for the guy. I'm like, and that's why I'm not saying not to. And I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm like, that's just my preference. It makes me feel better. If my rosters look something I'm like, you know. But things happen. Just, just don't. You, you can, you can drop, you can drop Terry now. You can, drop, you can drop TT. TT's going away. He's going to be TT's going to be someone's bear in a little while, real quick. <laughs> so, oh, see, way, somebody's going to be his bear. Sorry, I reversed that one. Sorry. So all the all the stats and notes that we've been bringing to you today, uh, for the most part, uh, have been gathered on a uh, on a website that I've been using. Um, stathead.com uh some of you may know it by sportreference.com but you know the reason why they they have this fantastic tool to create some of these stats stats of your own to utilize and and, and check out and and make your own um it, it it's i've got nothing but great things to say about it this isn't sponsored by them but what they really like is just for you to throw their name in every once in a while just because you're using that product. So uh, I wanted to give them the quick shout out um, and let Bravo. them know Bravo. that uh, I love what they're doing there. And, and, uh, Pat you know, <laughs> so, so I'm not the guy to put stats. So Bobby said that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my cool stat of the week because it got brought up to me and this defends the notion of, you can have two receivers. You can have three receivers on the same team and they can still be productive because there's been four NFL teams who've produced three 1,000-yard wide receivers on their team the same year. Right? right? The Cardinals did it in 08. Right? Bobby loves this one because 
Antoine Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald, Steve Breston. Yep, Steve Breston at 1,000 yards. Absolutely. All right, All right, 2004 Colts, Marvin Harrison, Brandon Stokely, Reggie Wayne. They also all had over 10-plus touchdowns, which is insanity. All right, and the 95, my favorite, Bird Emanuel, Eric Metcalf, Terrence Mathis. Great, all over 1,000 yards, same team. And the start of the whole trend, 89, Washington used to be called Redskins with Hall of Fame, Art Monk, Gary Clark, and Ricky Sanders. It can be done. The Bengals could do it. Other teams who could do it. Don't take a, don't not take a number three receiver because he's the number three receiver on a high volume team. It can happen on that note. Enjoy your fourth. Everyone have a great vacation. I want to do bang, bang. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. I thought I was going to get the James Brown America. (laughs) (laughs) Next next episode, we're getting James Brown America. The Rocky version. (laughs) So I uh, I love I love the stats, by the way. Uh, look forward to looking forward to catching up to you guys on the flip side. So Bobby, until next time, boys. Bobby, before you go, right? The key to loving stats is reading in between the numbers and finding the logics of why the numbers are.